scientists have found out that an octopus, a lovely, lovely octopus that will predict, you know, the football results, um, will randomly punch a fish in the face for <laughs> no reason other than spite. It'll punch a... F- I've seen the video. It's brilliant. It's just one of its... It's video evidence of this. One of it? its, yeah. One of its arms, or is it legs, just goes doof and smacks his face, this fish full on in the face. It can't just be spite. There no. must be some yeah, I zoological mean, reason You'd think that. territorial, maybe, or but no. They've watched them for a long time, and these octopus... These octopus just punch fish. It's brilliant. OK. Well, we, We've all been there. That's a good opening. I like that. <laughs> That, Thank that, you. That story had opening written all over it, <laughs> didn't, didn't know it? it. This <laughs> is uh, Salbin Love Deluxe. Live on tape from Studio Senseless in Leafy London Town. It's Sour Bee and Love Deluxe. Welcome, one and all, to uh, Salbin Luff Deluxe. I'm Brian Luff. And I'm Georgina Sowerby. Com- coming up on today's... <laughs> Hello. I can't say the word coming. Coming. Yeah. Um, coming up on today's Salbin Luff Deluxe, Georgina's favourite historical character, Marie Antoinette, features in this week's creepy ghost story. Yoo-hoo. Uh, in Corridors of Conspiracy, we ask, is... Paul McCartney dead or alive, <laughs> or or if you're under, or if you're under twenty years of age, who is Paul McCartney? <laughs> uh, and there'll be another spooky alien encounter <gasps> in Flying Saucers oh. Ate My Pants. But first, uh, it's matters arising. Yes. Uh, first up, exciting news: we're going to start doing Zoom Q and A's <laughs> after the show. If that's news to you, it's news to Georgina as well. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so if you want to come face to face with Georgina and I live on Zoom, uh, send us some questions. Uh, places are extremely limited because, uh, as you know, yeah. uh, you can't cram too many people onto Zoom. Otherwise, it uh, just gets chaotic. Yeah, so they'll be very intimate Aww. affairs. <laughs> so it's very much first come, first served. All our lovely patrons will get a message this week telling them the time and the Zoom ID of the next. Q&A. Isn't that exciting, It Georgina? is exciting. So you'll be able to see our listeners. You'll be able to just see what they look like. <laughs> I know what they look like. I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook. Uh, so, OK, that was the first matter arising, yeah. which was exciting news. Yes, except uh, very. Now, second matter arising. Mm-hmm. Georgina, am I self-absorbed? <laughs> so self-absorbed, This yes. came up. We were watching something and someone on the television said that they've been accused of being self-absorbed, <laughs> right? So I said to you, "Yeah, Georgina, am I self-absorbed? And I waited... <laughs> and, and you didn't listen to the answer. Uh, no, I waited for you to reply. 
<laughs> yeah. And you didn't reply. You no. just looked at me. I was so self-absorbed, I didn't notice you asking the question. So, yes, it well, we won't go into that. <laughs> um, but uh, so, I mean, you still haven't answered the question, Georgina. Other I have. Than, other I just than by did. giving me snake. Yes. The no, you are completely eye. self-absorbed. That was this week's matters arising. Can I, can I give a matters yes. arising from today? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, a matters was dead arising. Air there yeah. For a no, 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 no. There's a matters <laughs> arising today. I was in a shop. Yes. <clears throat> and I was wandering around, and yeah, I know it's half term, and there was a little kid, but this little kid wouldn't stop shouting like la 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 like to everything, just noise, noise, noise. And the mother was obviously trying to shop, and she was looking at clothes. And the little boy kept yelling and yelling. At this point, I would take the little boy out and just go, right, enough, let's go and put some sugar in you or something like that. And the mother... Let's put some sugar yeah, in you. Yeah, <laughs> let's calm you down and put some sugar in you. But the mother looked at the shelves and there was a toy drum. So she bought the toy no. drum to keep the child happy. And the rest of the time I was talking to my friend in the shop, there literally was a... Oh, no. Because he'd been given a toy drum. Um, so instead of screaming, he was now drumming. First rule of parenting <laughs> yes. is never buy a toy drum <laughs> no. for your child. No. Or indeed any other no. kind of musical instrument. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it's literally the day one. Yeah. Lesson one, yeah. rules of parenting. I think my mum had two regrets when I was growing up. One was allowing me to have a hamster, which I was quite scared of, to be Did honest. Did you used to hit that with a stick <laughs> instead of the drum? No, I used to punch it in the face like an <laughs> octopus. And two was giving me a recorder to help me learn how to play music. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I was forced... <laughs> I was forced to play the piano when I was small. They tried that I, on me, it didn't I work. managed, I did, well, you know, just purely by playing it parrot fashion, mm -hmm. you know, because I've learned where to put my fingers on the keys. I had yes. no natural musical oh, I ability that. I know that. at yes. all. Um, but just by parrot fashion, I managed to get to grade four. <laughs> Um, That's ridiculous. At the Royal really. School of Music, where you, yeah. you turn up. The and you, Royal School yeah, the of Royal, Music? The Royal School, no, the London College of I Music. I was going to say. But you turn Royal up. Royal School you of turn Music up, sounds you, a little. You sit and you do a little exam. You yeah. play four pre prescribed little pieces. Right. And you get a certificate. And I used to have four certificates above the piano, right? Oh. Can I play the piano now? No. No, I can just no. about play a chord. You can on play the, the on, guitar. On the, yeah, I can play the guitar. So not, but anyway, uh, I can't remember where, we st where this started. It it was oh, me yeah. and the noisy Never child. Never buy a musical instrument. Never buy a musical instrument for a child, especially a set of drums, especially when they're inside a, like, let's say, a, a compromised space. It, it's a small space with lots of adults. Don't do it. Top of the league table of things not to get, I would say, was a violin. <laughs> yes. Um, piano, not a problem now, because generally speaking, people don't have pianos in their home. My mum and dad no. had a piano in their home, as if everybody of that generation did. Um, nowadays, people have a keyboard. But mm -hmm. now, you see, with the keyboard, you can plug in headphones. My mum's got so, a church organ in her house. She's got a church organ <laughs> in the church as well, which yeah. she plays. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was uh, that was this week's uh, super extended bumper edition of Matters Arising. So we have a lot of Matters um, Arising. Coming up next is Don't Bogart the Finger Monkey. Don't Bogart the Finger Monkey. Which is in a different position in the running order from That's usual. Excellent. I've turned to that page. Did you? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I've been very swift I was there. trying to catch you out there. But you 
did not. Um, right, first Bogart is edible tape to put around sandwiches and rolls. As a, it, you can, it's like sellotape. But mm. it's not sellotape, it's edible. So you can put it around it. You know when you buy a sandwich? You buy a sandwich or a sub roll and all the fillings fill out, want to fall out. The minute you take yeah, a bite, yeah. everything comes out the side and yeah. falls out the bottom. It goes on your well, clothes. There's nothing it wrong goes, with that. No, there is because you lose your filling. And let's face it, there's so little filling and bought sandwiches worse these than days your that you don't want to lose your filling. No, and if you, maybe especially not some, too early. No, and <laughs> <laughs> disappoints everyone that doesn't it? So, well, but I you don't can see put the oh, right. Okay, so you put this sandwich tape mm. around the roll, and it stops the filling falling out. But you can eat the tape. It's edible tape, and I, I quite like because what flavour is it? It's, it's a non-flavour. It's tape flavour. It tastes... I presume it tastes of whatever you've put in I the don't, filling. If I buy a sandwich, I don't want to have to eat tape afterwards. <laughs> it's but, not afterwards, it's during. It's around the sandwich, no, so as you bite in, this you is just a eat the tape. This is a terrible idea. So <laughs> does it look like cellophane? Yeah, no. No, it looks... Is it see-through? It, yeah, it's like slightly frosted see-through sellotape, but it's edible. It's probably just made of something like rice. So, I haven't fully looked into they, it, uh, as with all these things. I, I mean, I imagine all the supermarkets will start using it, like white I imagine they Anywhere won't. you would go no, and get no, a sandwich for, won't, for because lunch. they don't put enough filling in for it to fall out, do they? This is for home, home use only, I would imagine. Well, I have to say, and I will go on record as saying, I don't like the idea. Yes, OK. I'd rather have... The food spilling out of the sides of the sandwich right. because that looks appetising <laughs> than having a kind of prescribed, slightly um, robot-like thing on it. The next one is better. You're going to is like it? this. Okay. In China, yeah. Shanghai have made swimming tests. Uh, they've moved their swimming tests to join teams and to pass like li your little certificates so mm. you can have them up on your wall. Um, they've taken it online and you have to lie on a bed or sofa or the floor and they watch you do your swimming and you have to do it for a certain amount of time and then... Once you've done it, it's proved that you could swim that length. And I've seen a film. Without going in the water? Yeah. So well, all you do is swim. So it doesn't really prove you can swim, It's the it? best possible swimming test for non-swimmers. It is. Because you, you don't have to get in the water. Yeah. If you don't like, I mean, a lot of people don't like water. Yeah. I mean, I can swim a yeah. bit, but I don't like water because <laughs> it goes in your ears. <laughs> And I have ear issues. But I like the idea. I could take a swimming. Like, if you if you want to do the mile long, I'm doing swimming swimming yeah, now. No, but George, it, it for the record, that. Georgina I is am making the, swimming motions. Swimming motion. In fact, you're on dry land. You're doing the swimming motions. That's enough to get a swimming certificate. Yes, it is now in Shanghai. I love that. That's the, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. It is, isn't it? And I've heard a lot of stupid <laughs> things on this podcast. The fact that you can get a swimming certificate yeah. without getting into the water it's great though it's the diving that proves a problem the diving certificate you have to get on top of a wardrobe and it hurts when you land on the and ground that one land head first <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, triple salco oh no i think that's ice skating isn't it and last but not least in don't bogart the finger monkey this is bad news for everybody mm. bad news for everyone the world's inner core may have paused and could go into reverse. Paused. Yeah. 
the world's inner core has paused and may go into reverse. So hang on. I'm so going to put big... up a disclaimer right now. I have no idea what that sentence the, means. Uh, the Earth's inner core is a, is a molten... Molten mass. You know mass. what comes out of volcanoes? <laughs> I, yes. I think it's in, in right at the centre of the Earth. Right. It's that. It's just a great big ball of molten lava. Okay. How right. has that gone into reverse then? And oh, I, do you think it's cooling? I, I imagine that means it's cooling. Oh, right, and, okay. And that, does that mean that the, the, the Earth is going to what do what? What's the prognosis <laughs> here? I didn't follow it up by is, doing any research whatsoever. Is it going to start spinning the other way? <laughs> yes. <It's> going, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to get nearer to the moon, isn't it? Mm. That and that sort of stuff. I have to say, in the early days of this podcast... Yeah, I, I, I used to I, do proper research. I feel that you used to do a bit more research. <laughs> I think since we went paper... Th- but we're paper-free now. Kind of, yeah. So you used to come into the studio with lots of bits of paper. and yeah. notes. Now we don't have that. Now no. it's all, like, digital. Yeah, and it doesn't work because I don't, I don't write enough. I feel as if you're not deep-diving <laughs> into the content as much as you used to. Not as much as if I was trying to get my diving certificate in shanghai for example yeah, okay um well i'll allow it but I'm, i'll have to register my disappointment <laughs> i have to say uh, the first two items you, you had done a reasonable amount of I know. research on. swimming on the floor for your swimming test the, brilliant the inner core piece edible tape know. it's interesting the inner core piece inner core might, piece. might yeah. not even make the edit yes I th- i'm thinking <laughs> so more don't bogart the finger monkey in the next podcast coming up next it's words that are nice to say. Sour Bee and Love Deluxe. Today's official word that is nice to say is dulcet. Let's say it together. Dulcet. Turn to someone close to you, look deep into their eyes, grasp their face firmly in your hands and say dulcet. Ooh, Dulcet. Place it in a sentence for us, Georgina. Brian's dulcet tones can get on your nerves after a while. Dulcet. Today's official word that is nice to say on Salby and Love Deluxe. If you'd like to follow this podcast on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Sowerby and Love. You can visit our website, which is sowerbyandluff.com, or keep in touch by becoming a member of our busy Facebook group, Sowerby and Love's fully optimised social media network. S-O-W-E-R-B-Y-A-N-D-L-U-F-F Thanks to the uh, the mice who live under the sink there, whose main job on this podcast is to spell our names. <laughs> because even after all these years, some people do not know how to spell either Sowerby or Luff. So there we go. The mice are here to help you with that. Uh, still to come on Sowerby and Luff Deluxe, does the ghost of Marie Antoinette still haunt Versailles? Of course it does. Why wasn't Paul McCartney wearing any shoes when he walked across that zebra crossing? Because he's dead. Abbey Road. And in Flying Saucers Ate My Pants, how can we prove once and for all whether alien abduction is a thing? Corridors of Conspiracy. Now, this week on uh, Corridors of Conspiracy, a Reddit user... Let's call he or she BLIQ2069. Writes that time as we perceive it doesn't exist after death. Or rather, it does, but it's flat. Flat time? Time is flat. Well, what shape is time usually? Well, it's sort of round. 
or it's, it's non-flat. It's right. it's 3D. So this being the case, go with me on this because this is interesting. This being the case, BLIQ2069, <laughs> not their real name, no. says that they truly believe that you can be reincarnated not just in the future mm. but in the past. Okay. While you're getting your head around that, here's the next bit. Hold on, I'm reincarnated in the how can I be reincarnated uh, in the past if because, I'm not in the past? Because time doesn't exist after you die. Time is flat. Oh, after not you die. now. You mean so, after I die I'm going so, to be reincarnated. So that okay. Got, that got me thinking, right? Mm. Let's assume for the purposes of a little thought experiment. Mm. That you can be reincarnated in the past. Let's just assume that, just for the purposes of this, this uh, content. Right? right. That would mean that if I died tomorrow in 2023, mm. I could be reincarnated in the same year that you were born, Georgina. Okay. That being the case, why should I not have been reincarnated in your body? That would be great for you. Now, that would mean that every night... I would be sitting on the sofa and watching TV with a future incarnation of myself. I could be you and you could be me. What do you make of that? You're sat by you're sat next to yourself. Yes, you could be. If you could be reincarnated in the past, then you could be sat next to yourself because you could have uh, been reincarnated in the past as someone did, that you, you know. You could be reincarnated as anyone in the past and you're coming back as me. No. I would choose someone more exciting. Georgina, it's a thought experiment. It's a thought You see? <laughs> right. A, so you have to go with it. I'm going to choose Marie Antoinette. Go with the thought experiment. Yeah. Right? If it's possible during this thought experiment for a soul to inhabit two bodies at the same time, mm -hmm. right? Then that being the case, then why couldn't a soul inhabit three bodies at the same time or a mm -hmm. hundred bodies at the same time or 10,000 It would be emotionally exhausting, that's why. No, but you wouldn't... You wouldn't it's, each, each of those souls is at a different stage of their development, you see. Right. Okay. So, so some are babies and some are old so people. You're, you, it still would be exhausting. Yeah. If it's possible to inhabit two bodies at the same time, mm -hmm. it could inhabit ten thousand. Yeah. And in, on that basis, a thousand billion. Maybe right? there's only like two people on Earth, and we're all the same person. Exactly. But it's time to entertain the possibility that yeah. there is only one of us. <laughs> right. Okay. On that shattering note, I yes. believe that you have another less interesting conspiracy theory for us. It's a conspiracy theory, but it, does, it doesn't mess with the mind, really. It's just a lot of people online, and I've discovered this since I went looking for conspiracy theories, think that Paul McCartney, off of The Beatles, yeah. um, is actually dead. In the um, album cover... When they're crossing Abbey Road on the zebra crossing, yeah. Paul McCartney doesn't have any shoes on. Right, so if you've got no shoes on, you're dead. Apparently so. Well, hang on. Apparently, I could... yeah, I know. No, I Why don't... is this a thing? Well, I'm, that's... well no. I'm immediately confused by that. They say that the cover of the uh, Abbey Road... Abbey Road, which is a great is... album. They're all wearing different things. So one of them is in uh, black. I've written all this down. So Paul is the corpse because he, he's dead and got no shoes in. Ringo is in black and therefore is in mourning. Um, George is in denim and therefore is the grave digger. <laughs> and, and the other one is the priest. The John other Lennon, one, John Lennon. Yeah, John Lennon is the priest what's, because what, he's leading and he's What's in black John Lennon wearing? I is can't he wearing get. a priest's outfit? 
Anyway, that's what people say, but people have deep-dived even further okay. into this because convinced as they are... Well, I'll go with it. Because he's got no shoes on, he's a corpse, he's dead. They've also... Now, on the day, apparently, they've asked people who were there taking the photographs and, on you know, roundabout. Apparently, he took his shoes off because they were too tight and they were uncomfortable. So that kind of solves that question. But also, in the, in the background, um, there's a car... And it's it's a Volkswagen Beetle, and its number is twenty eight IF twenty. And they're saying that Paul McCartney, if he that he died in a car crash two years before, and he's on the front cover and he's dead. Now the twenty eight IF stands for Paul would be twenty eight if he was still alive. Wow, I know, right? That car, that <laughs> just that car number plate. And also, um, his stand-in for the rest of the shows that they did was an orphan from Edinburgh called William Campbell. And even MI5 were called in because it was con- it was concerned about the distress being caused by- to people because they all thought that Paul McCartney had died. So someone has worked out... Now, um, William Campbell has been interviewed as well and he said that he is indeed never or has ever stood in for Paul McCartney at any point. So what, he's just a lookalike for, yeah, yeah, for McCartney? Yeah, he is. And right. also, they think that if you play, and this is always the case, isn't it? This is the best one. This is this going to be playing something yeah, backwards, it? is. It? Why yeah. do they play? play things backwards if you play strawberry fields backwards john lennon says the words i buried paul now now john lennon was asked about this and he said no the words are actually cranberry sauce (laughs) so chicken jam everybody he says cranberry sauce so it's yet another mention of cranberry sauce on this podcast so i wasn't expecting it in in this item yeah and also just as another one i mean people have way too much time on their hands Mm. don't they on the abbey road paul mccartney is holding a cigarette in his right hand and everyone's up in arms in it he must be dead because he's left-handed wow i know so many things linking together to suggest that that pop star died and for some reason someone else carried on writing songs as him uh for the rest of i mean he's still there isn't he paul mccartney is still alive he's about 103 years he old is. now he is but, but he's still going and he's still st- singing because he did glasgow yep. and he was fine he did glasgow well you say fine you know yeah is he the ghost there of Paul McCartney? there was a few tuning issues at the early part of glasgow wasn't yes there? but not but not, as, did, not he, as bad as diana ross he warmed up oh yeah. god <laughs> it was a car crash <laughs> did anyone see diana ross at last year's glastonbury mm, oh no, no. my yes, god it really wasn't uh, maybe she's dead Yes, so anyway, yeah, that, that, those are all the rumours, but Paul McCartney has says he's still alive. So more corridors of conspiracy next time on South Bin Lufty Luck. Still to come, toast haunted, but first, it's Thesaurus Walrus. Sourby and Lufty Lux. In the studio with me now is the lovely TW2, TW2, who does antonyms rather than synonyms. Um, That stands for Thesaurus Walrus. Thesaurus Walrus, yes. Yes, Son of. If you haven't heard this before. Oh, son of. Sorry, I'm just presuming everyone knows you, TW, and that's wrong. Um, The word today is prosaic. And I'm going to come up with antonyms. Everyone really hopes so, TW. Um, 
non-prosaic, uh-huh. ob- obviously. Obviously, um, <laughs> that's a given. Imaginative. Yeah, OK, imaginative. Um, un- unusual. Unusual, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exciting. It, it, it might get more exciting, in- let's hope so. Interesting. Interesting. Fab. Mm, yeah, yeah. Fab. Fab. It's very 60s, or is it 70s? I don't, yeah. Sick. Sick. Counter-prosaic. Counter-prosaic, mm, yes. Groovy. Groovy. I can't think of any more. No, OK, that's enough. Um, I've got you some specially ripened brie and some camembert oh. and a little bit of roquefort. Are you a going... A little bit of roquefort. Are you going to extend my contract? Um, well, I have to s- discuss that with the powers that be. Um, I'll get back to you. Don't call us. We'll call you, etc, etc. Maybe your people could talk <laughs> to my people. Get your little walruses onto it, yeah. OK, Thanks ever so much, TW. Bye-bye. Bye. There it is. There's the echoey toast popping yes. up in the ghostly toaster. It to creates tell us, the atmosphere so To tell well. us that it is time for Toast Haunted now. Yeah. Georgina, as you were such a huge fan of the recent series of Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. and we discussed this in an earlier podcast, I have a ghost story for you. Yes. Set at... Versailles. I love Versailles. The Hall of Mirrors is beautiful. But not at the time of Louis XVI. Okay. The story is set in the early 20th century. Oh. While it's been open to the public. You have to check my pronunciation on this. Petit Trianon. The Petit Trianon. Petit Trianon was a small chateau. I've been there. Yes. You've been there. It's where they went to party, wasn't it? It was a small chateau within Versailles grounds. It was given by uh, King Louis XVI to Marie Antoinette. So she could go and do her business as her private special sanctuary. Wait. Two ladies called Teresa and Margaret. Yes. Not their real name. Of course. (laughs) Of course. We do not give real names on this podcast. Are they French? They were visiting. I think they were French. Okay. Yeah, they were visiting Petit Trianon. Oui. As tourists. The ladies decided to take a stroll from the palace to the Petit Trianon. Oui. But, oh, d'accord. D'accord. Alors. Les gars, Uh, quoi? (laughs) Uh, But somehow they missed the correct turn and they entered an unknown path. What, are they inside they're, or they're, outside? They're walking from Versailles to the oh, Petit gotcha. Trianon. Oh, okay. Take a wrong turn. Yeah, right. OK. They saw a cottage with a woman and a girl standing in the doorway. Oh, that's so sweet. She did used to pretend to be a peasant. No, this is not her. Oh, OK. The woman was holding out a jug to the girl mm. and the girl was reaching up for it. Yes. And yet somehow the scene was lifeless, like a painting. <laughs> yeah. Was the, it an actor who'd fallen asleep no, on the job? Picture the scene. They've gone up. They're in a wrong path, right? Yes. Suddenly, they see this, this 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 woman and this girl and this jug. Yeah. Right? But it looks like a painting. It looks yes. like a still, creepily skilled. Wasn't a set image. for one of the many films that are filmed in Versailles. So the path took the ladies over a little bridge. Yes. And they finally reached Petit Trianon. We. There they. Oh, they sh- haven't stopped to talk to the woman. And no, 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 no. Okay. No. They moved. They've moved on. She wasn't from that. moving. She wasn't moving. No, that no. would make me want to stop no. and check if someone was okay. So when they reached Petit Trianon, oui. they saw a lady in a summer dress with oh, long hair yes. and a big white hat. Another big, lady. Big white hat. Big white hat. Right. She was sitting was it on the seventies. She was sitting on the grass in front of the chateau, drawing on a sketch pad. Lovely. Right. How relaxing. Now, Teresa and Margaret 
not the, not, not the not, real not name. Not the real name. Said the woman looked exactly like Marie Antoinette. Okay. They'd seen a portrait of her. <laughs> That's handy. At an exhibition. Yeah. Now, could that have been Marie Antoinette? Was Petit Trianon haunted? Was it a ghost? They saw. I, to be fair, I look like Marie Antoinette. If I was to go and go to sit wearing outside a big the white pe- hat. Yeah, if I was to sit outside the Petit Trianon, then maybe people would think I was Marie Antoinette. Now it gets more interesting. We, oui. right? the ladies, were deeply disturbed by these events. Oh no! They re- Zut alors. They retract quoi? Quoi? They. <laughs> <laughs> They retraced their steps yes. back to the palace gardens. Uh-huh. And the woman with the jug was gone. Oh. Well, she'd filled a jug and moved inside, maybe. The little rustic bridge they had crossed did not exist anymore. I can't believe that. It was as if everything had been a dream, Georgina. Mm-hmm. So, Teresa and Margaret, not their real names, were convinced that what they saw on that day was something unreal. They did more research and they found a map... Mm-hmm. from 1783 that showed the missing places. Oh, OK. The bridge, the cottage. Now, the woman holding the jug wasn't on the map. No. Right, because you, you don't really put a person holding a jug on a map. Right? Unless it's very important, and yeah. that's where you go to see a lady with a jug. The garden in which Marie Antoinette had sketched appeared exactly on the map where they had seen her. What, she appeared on the map? No, the garden appeared on the map. Well, of course the garden appeared on the map. In 1908, the ladies located the diary of Marie Antoinette's <gasps> dressmaker. Oh, my. If it's going to say. And she had stitched the very dress that they saw Marie Antoinette's ghost wearing on that day. That's brilliant. But they didn't just see a ghost, you see. Basically, no. the ladies went back to Versailles many times, tried to find that same path again, but mm. without success. So... It Were they off their heads? It isn't. No, no. It, they weren't. It isn't just a ghost story. No. This is a tale of time travel. Oh, right. okay. They okay. actually appear to have travelled back in time. Yes. So they didn't see the ghost of Marie Antoinette. They, they actually saw... Saw Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Maybe they went through a portal. A portal. Some kind of portal. <laughs> opened up at Versailles. More Toast Haunted. Next time, coming up next, Flying Saucers Ate My Pants. Flying Saucers Ate My Pants. This week on Flying Saucers Ate My Pants, how can we prove once and for all whether whether alien abductions are a thing? Then I mean, they're not a thing, but yes, how can we prove they're not a thing? No, you have to go with me on this. Right, okay. (laughs) If you don't buy into this, then no one. It's going to buy you. Okay. I think alien abductions are real. How can you yes. prove? There you go. That's more like it. How can you prove they're not real? Well, we've got we've had literally tens of thousands Ooh. of witnesses. There's another person abducted by an alien. Yeah. Very little physical evidence. Like occasionally, you, they'll do something like they'll find a little piece of metal in someone's finger that they claim has been implanted there. Okay. During an alien abduction. Yeah. And right. how do we disprove that? Well. There's this guy, right, called Reg. Well, it's not his real name. Oh, gosh, we don't use anyone's real name uh, on this podcast. No, we don't. Apart there's, from our own, there's this guy, And even that yeah. is not always, not always 100% our real names. Our real names. No. So, uh, Reg, not his real name, yeah. says the only way we can get real... Pr- and this is a guy on, on that I found online while I was doing some research. Reg, mm-hmm. right, not his real name. So, he says the only way we can get real proof is to trick the aliens. Hold on. 
We're, we're proving that aliens don't abduct people by tricking the aliens. Yeah, we have to. He says we have to trick the aliens in order to to prove that they exist. Let me go in. Let me go on and yeah, tell you d- more about. Yeah, d- do tell me more. Reg says that we need to steal something from one of their spaceships. Yes. Right. Or snap a photograph of an alien. Yeah, that would be really useful. When they're not looking. We all have phones <laughs> on us now with cameras. Someone take a photograph. No, it has to be when they're not looking. Because if they oh. know that they've had a photograph Oh, they'll take taken, your phone out. Of course they no, will. No, no, no. They will detect that we are taking their picture mm. using alien technology, you see. Oh, OK. Telepathy. Yes, right? OK. So you have to take a picture when they're not looking. And telepathy, do- yeah. telepathy surely does help means well, that they can sense it even if they're not looking. Well, Reg, not his w- real name, right. warns that if you did have some really compelling evidence yes. that would prove their existence, yes. the aliens would just abduct you again. Oh, and wipe well, before your, you manage to get it um, out there. And wipe your memory. Yes. See, that's why yeah. people, these, these alien theorists mm-hmm. believe that the reason that we don't have any proof is because we've seen the proof. Yeah. But it's been wiped from our heads. <laughs> like a good night out. The aliens have made us forget yes. that we've seen them. So maybe we will forget seeing Maybe those. we've all seen aliens. Maybe if we if the um, Chinese um, weather balloon, for example, mm. was alien, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't be able to remember that we've seen it. But we do but remember Exactly, which that. proves it isn't alien. True. Right. But too many people have seen it. They can't wipe the memories of everyone who saw that balloon. Well, Reg, not his real name, says yes, we can. He says the aliens do wipe the the memories of millions of people. At a time. Who might have evidence that they've been seen. So Reg isn't disproving aliens here, is he? He's actually saying they exist, but but, there's no proof of them. No, but Reg has got a theory. Okay. And we're we're now getting to the interesting bit. This is Reg, not his real name's theory. Okay. He says, you're going to love this. Good, good. He says we should all have a button in our pockets Mm -hmm. so that we can press it if we are abducted by aliens. Okay. Now, that's not a mad idea. I mean, little little tiny um, GPS size, um, chip size button. Mm Mm-hmm. You give one to everyone on the planet. Yeah. And the second they were abducted by aliens, they press the button, right? Now, that wouldn't... that The the aliens wouldn't be able to do anything about that because they wouldn't be able to wipe. There's GPS in our mobile phones. People know literally within 10 metres of where people are because of our mobile phones. Well, he says what... I mean, because I immediately thought, well, what happens when you press the button? Well, mm. what Reg suggests yeah. is that when you press the button, it would automatically set off a system that would scorch the words they abducted us into the centre of the nearest football field. What the Reg is losing his mind here? That's what he suggests. Or something on that scale. But going to scorch words into no, a football That's pitch. just an example. Some huge message, right, would be set off by anyone that pressed the button they abducted us. Now, the problem with this is loads of people who weren't being abducted by aliens yeah, would press, would the, press button, the button wouldn't all the they? time. The, I'd do it just to see scorching happen. If you think about it, yeah. 
people that um, the people that claim they are abducted by aliens are the very people that would press this button mm. even if they weren't abducted by yeah. aliens. Yeah. There'll be more news of uh, alien encounters next time. But I've just remembered, Georgina, you were going to give us an update on your real oh, life... the ghost, the real ghost. Real life ghost story. This is, a, this is still... It's still ongoing and it's very exciting. What's happening? So Mary has put... Um, not her real name. Mary has put an, um, a camera up in her attic because that's where the noises are coming from. Yeah, well, like a and phone yeah, camera. Yeah, she yeah. just put a phone. She propped her phone up. She made sure it was plugged in so it would keep going all night. There were noises during the night, but the nothing was captured on the camera apart from one point she scrolled through all uh, six hours of it and there's a bright white flash of light at one point. Oh. I know. And she hasn't used the the um, ghost detector yet because it it, ha- it needed batteries and she didn't have any batteries. <laughs> well, it doesn't work on power. But I you did can't find plug out. It in. No, she did tell me, and this is quite sweet. She said um, the, the the LED EMF meter that she's bought to register the ghost is is sold by Burning. The company is called Burning Fairy Gas. What? If anything says this is a load of bollocks, (laughs) the name Burning Fairy Gas tells you that. So I'm intrigued. So the the camera was set up all night. Yeah. It didn't hear or see anything. No. Apart from a white. A white flash, flash of light well, halfway through the night. That is weird. But the, while it wasn't seeing anything, was she hearing something? Was yes. she still hearing the yes. bumping? She says the bumping is happening every night without fail. It happens between the hours of about 11 and 6 and she's not getting any sleep. And the camera was recording during that time. But and it, di- it well, didn't the- catch it. But she said, like she, she did say to me, there are no lights up there so you wouldn't see an awful lot. Well, I mean, we know from watching Most Haunted that it's very hard to catch a ghost on camera yes we do so she might be hearing it in her mind yes right and that doesn't necessarily mean that an iphone camera is going to see or hear anything no just like aliens no one's managed to capture a photograph yet but what is that white flash oh don't know so ongoing investigations though she's going to get someone to actually just go up there and sit up there. I think she's persuaded someone to go <laughs> I up there. I hope it's not you. <laughs> it's not me. No, I didn't. Vol- I can't do an overnight. I'm I'd not be going as- up there. I'd be asleep by midnight. I'd be useless. Well, it's fascinating that that is a real story. And it it's is someone ongoing. that you actually know. I do, yes. Not that the other stuff in this podcast isn't real stories. No, those are real stories. But that one has a personal connection it does. It does. to you. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll let uh, you know how it goes, everyone. next, it's His Majesty King Charles III... To get exclusive bonus content for this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash studio senseless and upgrade to Sour B and Luff VIP access. Your Majesty, quick curtsy. Welcome to Sauby and Luff Deluxe. I, I consider it a great honour to be here, Georgina. Uh, my wife has made me cheese and marmite sandwiches this week. Would you like one? Uh, no, thanks. Are you sure? They're made with sustainable whole grain bread from my estate in Cornwall. No, thank you. Well, that's more for me then. Uh, what's the latest gossip from the NFL this week? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Beg your pardon? Well, to be honest, Georgina, I've become rather disillusioned with the NFL since I learnt on your <laughs> podcast last week that the league is completely rigged. 
we don't know that for sure, Your Majesty. Yes, but it's put a doubt in my mind and I, I don't feel I can fully commit to supporting the Denver Broncos anymore. <laughs> now that I su- suspect that every pass they throw is according to some tacky script dreamt up by a scriptwriter in Hollywood. Does your wife feel the same way? Oh, yes. My, my wife, Camilla's also completely lost interest in the NFL. <laughs> she didn't even watch the Super Bowl last week. It's left a huge gap in her life. What? What does she do instead? Well, she's reacquainted herself with some of her old drinking buddies. <laughs> uh, she's taken up woodwork um, and she started restoring an old Spitfire. <laughs> really? And I'm sad to say she's also gone back to being addicted to over-the-counter medication, particularly Vicks Vapo Rub. Oh, what does she do with that? She eats it with a spoon. Oh, my goodness. Uh, will you be coming to visit us again next week, Your Majesty? Well, I, I'm not sure. I've, I've been offered a job as a pundit on Match of the Day. <laughs> I might have to take up the offer. Well, thanks for coming in over the past few weeks, Your Majesty. You're very welcome, Georgina. Are, are you quite sure you wouldn't like to become the third person in my marriage? I'll pass. Do you have a cheese and marmite sandwich? They're very good. Go on, then. <laughs> Oh, very disillusioned, um, <laughs> King Charles III there. Uh, and talking the match of the day, it's time for What's the Question Triv? Yes. Penalty Shootout Edition. Uh, here are the rules. Uh, Georgina and I will give each other the answer to a question from Trivial Pursuit. We have to guess the question for that answer, and you can play this at home. If we guess the question correctly, we score a penalty. What is the first answer, Georgina? A warlock. A warlock. A warlock. Um, uh, what rhymes with bollock? <laughs> um, a warlock. A warlock. Um, what are the creatures... You know when you go online and you play those games like War of... What's it called? <laughs> the one where there's, one where there's monsters with axes and... What's that called? Game of game, Thrones? No, no, that's not Game of Thrones. It's game of Witches? War of something. Game um, of Warlocks. What's, okay, what's the... Um, the male equivalent of uh, a witch. That is the uh, that is the question. Get in. That's mm-hmm. one nil, Georgina. It is. That's one nil. One nil. Um, here is your answer. Yep. The answer is Willard. 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 What was almost the name of the dog in EastEnders? Uh, Willard. Oh, hang uh, on. What? Wasn't the dog in EastEnders called Willard? No, he's. Wasn't he called Everard? No, no, no. I think he was called Willard. Was he? Well, he... No, he was called Everard. Uh, no, no. Everard is what Larry Grayson used to say his friend was called. Oh. <laughs> so I, I, I think that it might be Willard. So I'm, I, that, I, I, okay. I think I'm, it's not what's written on the card. No. But it I, might not be even true, though. Well, I'm going to just arbitrarily Willard, award Willard, you a, a penalty goal there, Georgina. What do some people mistakenly call a willow tree? No, I'm going to. I'm going to. There is a willard. I'm going to give you the 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 goal you are. for the oh, okay, for the excellent. dog. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was the what was the actual question? Well, interestingly, the actual question was what was the name of the book and film about a boy who kept and trained rats? Oh, ew. So it's That's grim. so it's one penalty each, Georgina. Yeah. I'm ready for my uh, for okay. my next answer. The answer is a canoe or 
kayak. A canoe or kayak. What was the man who faked his own death <laughs> paddling out to sea in yeah. in the recent film about the man who faked his, his own, own death, death. <laughs> uh, called Canoe Man? It was off in the northeast. It was brilliant. True story. It, Lived in his attic for ages. It can't be that because, no. well, we've already mentioned that on the podcast, but it can't be that because no. uh, this is the original version of Trivial Pursuit. Yes, and Pursuit. I don't think it had happened so by then. So it would then. predate that. Yes, so, I think it uh, would. What, so kayak. Canoe um, or kayak. Um, what form of um, of water transport is used by the Inuit <gasps> people? Oh, you're so close. I'm going to give you half a penalty. Well, hang on. Did they, It's on, on the original version, which is about 30 years old now. Do mm. they use the word Eskimo? They do. Ah, you see, so I'm correct because nowadays... The word Eskimo is considered to be yes. non-PC. Yeah. So it's it's so, correct to call those people uh, Inuit people. Uh, so I am awarding myself a goal there. Do you want to know the actual question? Uh, yeah, what's the actual question? The actual question is great. It is, what would you be in if you did an Eskimo role? An Eskimo, An Eskimo roll probably is where you go upside down and your kayak and come back up again. Well, it's, isn't what's it? the difference between an Eskimo roll and an Arctic roll? Or oh, one contains rice and salmon, and the other one contains ice cream. Well, I think I should get an extra point for using uh, the correct term yeah. for what used no, to be referred to. you can't get an extra to. goal for being PC. So it's, it's, at the moment it's one goal all? or is it? No, two, it's 2-1 no. to you. It's 2-1 to me. Yeah. So your next answer to equalise mm-hmm. is what game... Oh, no, that's the question. That's the question. <laughs> Why can't you get this right? <laughs> OK. The answer is... Yes. It's exhausting. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. I'm getting old, Georgina. OK. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. What are two great names for hamsters, if you've got two hamsters? I love that answer, Georgina. Um... What is not a good idea, if you have a boy and a girl as your children, what's not a good idea to call them? Although the Beckhams called one of their children Romeo, didn't yeah, they? So prob- maybe it's cool probably because they were hoping that the... Uh, was the second one female? or ma- They've got boys, haven't they? No, they've got boys and a little girl, but uh, the little girl was named after uh, the, her favourite author, and I can already not remember what uh-huh. that... Oh, Harper, yeah. after Harper Lee. Juliet's a great name for a girl, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic name for a girl. You no. missed that penalty, Georgina, I'm Sorry. Uh, the correct question was, what Shakespeare play features the line, a plague on both your houses? Yes, you see, I would have known You were never going to get that, and that's why I asked you that question. <laughs> right, OK. So I can win the game. You win. I can win the You've game. You've already won. Have I? Yeah, 2-1. Oh, OK. I'm never going to get... Do you I'm, want another one? I'm ne- no, no, I'm never going to get the hang of this game. <laughs> no. So, Georgina, we've once again powered our way, like Elon Musk's new rocket, to the end of this podcast. Did that one go up and then fall flat, though? The most recent one was a test on the ground where they just fired the rockets. Oh, come on, that's like it, the it, Chinese swimming test. Oh, yeah. this will work. Oh, no, yeah, actually, you just swam a mile. It's very, it's very similar to the Chinese. Isn't it? Yeah, Thank you can you test much. a rocket without actually going into space. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, blah, blah. So I have to say, Georgina, that that podcast did not disappoint me. <laughs> 
I know. That's what the commentator said. After the halftime at the Super Bowl, Rihanna moved her little down, moved her little ass around and did her songs. And the commentator said, that didn't disappoint me, (laughs) which is such a weird reaction, isn't it? So big hugs and high fives all around. Thanks to Thesaurus Walrus, the mice who live under the sink. And And Tarata Prince Charles. Yes. uh, We'll see you next time. Say bye-bye, Georgina. Can I say anything other than bye-bye, Georgina? So what you like. Um, yeah, oh, bye-bye, Georgina. Sour Beer and Love Deluxe was written and presented by me, Brian Luff. And me, Georgina Sowerby. The announcer was Big Mal from Denver. Music by Curiosity Shop and Kevin McLeod. Technical supervisor was Dame Alan Benz. Thesaurus Warus Jr. appeared courtesy of Skegness Seal Sanctuary. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No mice were harmed during the making of this programme. To listen to exclusive bonus behind-the-scenes content for this podcast, upgrade to Salby and Love VIP access. This was a Salby and Love production for Studio Senseless in leafy London town. <laughs> Will you tickle my fanny?